awesome guys welcome back to the strive for strength podcast so i'm super stoked today because i actually got the opportunity to go down to austin texas just a few weeks ago and, and i got to meet this wonderful human her name is miss hannah and uh luckily i was introduced uh through her to also her partner um and i am able to have them on our show today and they're gonna give some awesome insights so guys welcome uh if either of you want to go first kind of just introduce yourself that would be amazing Yay, thanks so much for having us, Kendall. We're super excited to be on the show. Um, I personally loved getting to know you and meet you in Austin and now continuing our relationship. I just get to find out how lovely you are all the time. So it's so great. Um, so my name is Hannah Deindorfer and I am a business coach for online fitness coaches, very similar to what you do for fitness coaches too, Kendall. Um, but my specialty lies in a lot of mindset and alignment and a lot of the deep inner work. My background is in life coaching and personal development. And so a lot of what I do is the all of like in, when you're in a fitness journey you know that like the calories and the macros all that's important but really like it's the mindsets that gets better results and so i apply that to business coaching that's my specialty nice babe good work uh my name is vladdy it's a w but it sounds like a v <laughs> some of you guys will see it later and uh, i uh i have a, a fitness background like coaching for about 16 years as well as competing in uh, two different sports, both uh, swimming and CrossFit at very high levels. And I just retired a couple years ago. And when I de decided to retire from CrossFit, I immediately also stepped away from coaching it as much and then now stepped into coaching relationships. And so my specialty with that coaching relationship is working with both men and women, just empowering them to have better communication in their lives and allowing them to just feel safe in, in, in their relationship and knowing that, you know, you're making the right decisions and you, you have the right tools to grow together and, and continue to path in your relationship together. That's awesome. I think it's so cool how you guys both have like, obviously very like diverse, different kinds of coaching. Um, and obviously, you know, as, a, as far as it goes with coaching, each coach requires to have a skill set, right? And mm -hmm. I know for you guys, you guys have gone through like a lot of personal development work and we talked about that a little bit. So I would love for you guys um, just to kind of, if you can drop any gold nuggets, mm -hmm. a lot of the times jumping in with coaching, it's a terrifying thing. There's also just like a million and one coaches out there nowadays. Um, and Hannah, I know you were, we were talking about this just before we hopped on, but a lot of what we see is kind of that imposter syndrome. Um, and with you guys both working with, you know, making people feel aligned, whether it be in their relationship or business, um, if you guys can kind of give some insight, like, what have been your experiences with imposter syndrome and how do you feel like new coaches can kind of overcome that? Well, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? You're very, very good at this one. <laughs> okay. Um, so first and foremost, like I always look at imposter syndrome as a good thing. Like I see it as something that can be used to our benefit um, because so Every emotion that we have, every thought that we have, every feeling that we have carries inside of it some gem of amazing, powerful knowledge. And if we approach every single feeling that comes up in this empowering frame of um, it has some utility for us, it has something to teach us, some lesson for us inside of us, then we get to see shame and anger and syndrome and comparison and all these like yucky feelings as things that actually have 
um, a golden nugget inside for us to find and dig and discover. And so inside imposter syndrome specifically, usually the nugget is that it is telling us that we're stepping into bigger shoes and we're just not comfortable there yet. And so if you look back at like anything new that you've ever tried in your life, you always kind of feel like an imposter at first. You're like, you try on these, your parents' shoes that are way too big. And you're like, man, like this is like really awkward to walk around in. It's really uncomfortable. But over time, your feet get bigger, you get more confident with walking and you feel better and you start to fill those shoes. But the thing is, if you're always looking for growth, you're going to fill the shoes and then you're going to look for bigger shoes. So to me, having imposter syndrome is a positive sign that you're heading in a direction of your growth. And every time you level up and seek out something different, seek out another level, you're going to feel this feeling. So like, I'm like, oh yes, you're feeling imposter syndrome. Great. It means that you're expanding. It means you're growing. More possibility. Yeah. More opportunity. This is so great. I'm, I'm so glad you went into it like that because I personally have been so I've been coaching relationships for roughly like over six months and been coaching something for the last like 16 plus years. And with coaching relationships and now having COVID show up and me having a lot more time away from the gym and really into growing my business, I've been struggling with like that idea. Like, man, am I good enough to do this? There's a lot of relationship coaches out there. And so I, I even found myself a couple of days and Hannah can vouch for this, but a couple of days in early into COVID and creating a new system into my life, like just feeling overwhelmed and not knowing what to do and if I was doing the right thing. And, you know, using her as, as my guide, I was like, ask her for some questions and she's kind of guiding me a little bit into my business. And so it has, I've noticed that just continuing to one, ask for help. And then two, um, like trust myself, like, I know what I've been doing my whole life. Like I'm, I'm 33 years old here. I've, I've done a bunch of different things that I've been uncomfortable, but I've continued to use my, my ability to just figure things out and my boldness in life to just get me through these uncomfortable situations. And so it's really great that she brought it like that because I mean, I am, I've been going through it in the last like six months or so, just trying to step into new shoes, right? These, what she just spoke about, like, these brand new, bigger shoes. And so, yeah, it's been really nice and also been feeling that imposter syndrome and action's been making, you know, a big difference. Yeah, and I think that just goes to say too, like even myself as a coach, I've been coaching for almost four years now. And even myself, sometimes I'm like, who am I to be doing this? And I'm asking myself these questions like, do I deserve to be doing this? Like, are these connections real? Like, should I step into that power? And like you said, Vladi, I think it does really come down to like, having trust, but also, you know, of course, especially for you guys, you know, like asking for help is so vital. Like it's such a major step. Um, and so for you guys too, if you kind of want to speak on like the importance of asking for help, because even coaches need coaches, right. Um, kind of where you view that and how you can kind of, I guess, even look to where someone's going to hold space for you to be able to make that jump and actually support you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have coaches for literally everything in my life. <laughs> I, have yeah. a, I have a coach for my nutrition. I have a coach for my relationships and I have a coach for my business, actually multiple coaches for my business, coaches for my spirituality. Like I, 
Like it's the smartest thing you can possibly do to, to find someone who's where you want to be and be like, help me to get there. Um, I mean, there's a lot of utility and value in figuring things out on your own. I did that for a while and it's great to be able to go through that struggle and difficulty and learn all the lessons that are there for you. But if you know where you want to go and you don't want to waste time, like that's what a coach does. A coach compresses time and mistakes and money for you into like a few months rather than years of wasting your time. And you just get there faster. It builds the bridge from where you are to where you want to go in a much more quick, rapid pace in general. Yeah, I've realized I've also had coaches for all, all the sports that I did in within the sport I had numerous coaches for nutrition for uh, if, if within CrossFit it was like weightlifting and gymnastics all and then the CrossFit coach and so there was like coach on top of coach and man I used to be really really bad at asking for help because I wanted to be the person to figure it out because I figured out a lot of things on my own growing up so I struggled a bunch with like learning so I was like okay I'm not gonna ask for help. But eventually I started finding the right people that I vibe with. And just like you said, like they, that create that space for me, that safe space for me to be able to grow even more into who I want to be. And if I notice in my life, like all I just did it this weekend in, in a personal development course, but I, I noticed that all the friends, all the mentors, how many, I just noticed how many mentors I had in my life, all the coaches that I've used in every single stage that I've had some sort of like difficulty and those people were extremely beneficial in the last like 22 years of athletics. I want to, um, I want to also point to like, what is a good coach? Like what, like what really, what qualities like really make a coach good? Or, and like, if you want to be a good coach, like what are like the two <laughs> things you need to like be a really good coach? Um, so in my mind, and this is a definition and we got from our relationship coach, like the two things you need to be a really good coach are you need to be a sanctuary and a trampoline. So what that means is if you're a sanctuary for your clients, it means that you're a safe place that they can come to. It means that when they come to you, they can bring all of their ugly and all of their struggle and all of their problems and where they're at right now and feel secure and safe and know that it's okay to accept and have a powerful relationship to where they are at right now and not have to feel guilty or bad or wrong with where they are now. So once you have that sanctuary piece, you have that safety piece, then you can be a trampoline for them. They jump off of you to rocket up to their success. And note the distinction there is that the client has to be the one that jumps. The client has to jump and bounce off of you. You don't push them into their success. They initiate the jump and then the, you are the springboard with your knowledge and expertise for them to go to their next level. Yeah. So to, go ahead, Kendall. You, yeah. So, well, some, some, something really cool that you, that you said, like it leads into the idea of a coach being a person that provides the minimal amount of support. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, it is very common that we want to provide everything for our clients. So we literally create all the content, give them all the tools. And then like, here you go, have it all. But then they're not figuring things out for themselves either and how they're going to struggle. So they have to struggle a little bit. They have to start learning how to, it is that they're going to coach people. And so, yeah, it's, it's really great that you mentioned the whole springboard on their own because yeah, people have to kind of do it on their own. 
Yeah, it's another thing too. And this is what I've always kind of said, especially coming from, you know, a fitness coaching background initially. Um, it's so funny, like you can give them the program, you can give them the macros, the meal plan, but like 90% of it is actually creating the habit shift and the behavior change, right? And I know that you guys mm-hmm. probably experience that firsthandedly every day. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have kind of like any takeaways or any maybe like mindset work questions that you ask or that you kind of ask your clients to ask themselves to kind of get past that mindset or maybe shift their behaviors or focus on the changes that they need to make? Yes. Um, for me, it's, it's always comes from a place of like, you cannot shame a pattern out of existence. Mm. You can't hate it and push it away and like resist it because it just will fight back. It will fight back and come back stronger in another way. You may think that you've avoided the pattern and you've changed, but if you're resisting it, then it will come back. And so the way around it is not to fight it. It is instead to, like I was pointing to earlier, invite it in, acknowledge it, know that it ultimately originally came from a loving place and that it's just no longer a useful frame. Give it a gold watch for its years of service to your, to your self and then retire it with love. And so there's an analogy that I love to use in this too. And it's like, um, So you know how bugs fly into the light, like you know how they like go into the zappers and die, right? Originally, before humans existed, um, these bugs would use that, they adapted this tool for them to not fly into the ground at night. So they, they adapted the ability to fly into the light to keep them safe, to fly upwards toward the moon so that they would avoid flying into the ground. And then humans came along and created these fucking lights, this fake light. And so the same adaptation that was saving these bugs lives now became the ones that were killing them. And so if we approach our own habits and behaviors and our limiting beliefs in the same exact way, knowing that they originally came from a loving place, we can pick apart what the intention is, figure out, okay, where did this originally come from? And know that the original intention is always good and love and find a way to love that part of ourself. And that's really ultimately what makes that pattern and habit go away. It's just acceptance of it. I would love to give like a real life example of that too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so uh, more, so speaking about a pattern that we used to have that doesn't really serve us anymore. And in terms of what she was talking about, like shame, um, I, I deal dealt with a lot of shame in my life and um, it used to serve me really well when I lived at home with my mom and dad, when I did something wrong and I felt a little bit of shame, I could go to my mom or dad and get some love like, Oh mom, like, you know, I, I feel bad for this thing. I feel really shameful and mom could, you know, love me and show me appreciation and everything's going to be okay. As a grown up, like I took that pattern with him, with me my whole life, try to use it with, you know, everyone. Well, what happens is that it also stays with me and I try to use it with myself. And so oftentimes that shame that no, no one's going to see it. No one's going to, I'm just going to be feeling it here. And then that will lead me to not stay with aligned with what I want to do. So for example, um, a good one that I, that I've struggled with a long to, for a long time is, um, staying in a, um, faithful in my relationships. And so that I struggled with that, with that for a long time. And I would get into the shameful space 
And what would happen is that I would just not even notice that I, I was doing this. And so I would do the bad thing. I would, I would cheat or lie. And then I would get shameful and then just repeat it again and repeat it again. Rather than noticing, oh man, I'm doing that shame thing again. That is causing me to do it one more time. So my relationship coach told me, look, notice that when you start about like you're about to feel that shame, that shame starts coming to you and then just acknowledge it like Hannah said, and then just, that's it. Just move on past it. You don't have to give it power. You don't have to. And then from there, little by little, by noticing it, you start basically pushing it away. But it took me, it took somebody, a coach to tell me how this worked. And then now I'm not living in my shame anymore. And also sharing it with my partner also has helped out too. Like, hey man, I'm feeling really shameful right now. Or like I'm having these thoughts of shame. So that's, that's, it is so important too. Like you said, and first off too, I I just want to say honor your vulnerability because I'm kind of very similar in the sense where I will share all of my faults because it helps give examples for people Mm -hmm. to understand. And also your analogy was amazing. Um, Mm -hmm. So obviously like trying to move past that, accepting it, um, it's hard. And I know Hannah, you also mentioned kind of like the limiting belief side of things. And I think a lot of it, what it comes down to is almost just being conditioned, especially with just and I'm sure you guys have seen it in the last few years, how much growth there's been, especially on Instagram as a platform, like what we're kind of um, almost expected to do. And I know that we kind of wanted to talk a little bit about kind of what sets coaches apart and, uh, you know, what makes them a good coach as well. For you guys personally, and just, I guess, in more of an opinion state of mind, um, is there anything you kind of believe, like, is something a good coach would do in terms of showing up or how they can show up more frequently? Mm-hmm. Uh, like on Instagram or just like yeah. in general more just like storytelling and I think a lot of people like I the number one thing I probably get and I know you probably get this as well guys is you know people especially for you Hannah being a business coach for fitness is a lot of people are afraid to show up or they don't know what to talk about or mm-hmm. they're afraid to share their story and you know um, step into their power with that yeah um okay. So I think like there's some fear for a lot of people around, like if I share my vulnerability, I won't be seen as a professional. Like if I show my mistakes, then I will not appear as a professional coach and people won't think that I'm, that I know what I'm talking about. Um, And what I always say is like a good coach goes first. If you want your clients to open up and be vulnerable, you have to show them that you've gone to and visited all of the dark places that you're asking them to go and walk through. Like you have, rather than like having your client be like, okay, you got to go into that dark room over there. Like, I know it's really scary, but good luck. Here's a push. You're like, okay, look, I've been in that dark room. It's not that bad. Look, I'm going to walk in there with you. We can turn the light on. We can sit together. It's going to be okay. And that only comes from sharing what your experiences are and sharing what those stories are of your dark moments and your trials and all of the vulnerability pieces, because that's what makes you likable. It's what makes you connective. Um, and like, I have gotten more clients from my stories of my eating disorder and my depression and my mistakes in relationships and shit with my dad's bipolar disorder and my cursing. And like, that's where my clients come from. (laughs) It's not from me showing off my coaching knowledge. Real Hannah. It's from me being like a psycho ass bitch with a past, you know? (laughs) That's awesome. So, yeah. 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 Oh man. I, uh, (laughs) did that. That was, that was really great. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) i that that um that reminds me i um you know with having my history and just cheating lying 
there, there comes like, that's not something that people really share very much. And you don't really see it in social media either. No one's talking about it. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, you're not going to appeal to everyone. You know, like you're, if Hannah is sharing or I'm sharing about something that's really personal, not everyone's going to love it. And that's okay. I'm, I'm not looking, I'm looking to serve the people that are going to receive that message. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm happy to just, you know, if I'm going to lose followers because they don't care or they judge me that I, you know, been this person or so whatever, uh, then that's fine. You know, I'm, I'm not serving you. I'm, I'm going to serve. I'm looking to serve the men and women that have had their own struggles and that have had a, story, a history like mine. And then I get, to, I get to teach from where I've been. I get to coach from where I've been. So I've been in those shoes. And now I can help other men and women that have had the same situation you know, with maybe lying, cheating, shame, and, you know, other communications, uh, you know, issues have the life and the love that they want. Mm -hmm. But it, it, it takes me sharing that to people for them to know that they can come to me. Otherwise, if I don't let people know that that's what I do and that's what I've been through, then, you know, people are just going to be like, um, okay, like, I guess you can help me with like my love a little bit, but like, are, are we really going to work on this, on the stuff that's actually really important? That's, that means something. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and I, like like I, I even mentioned to you guys when I first um, hit you guys up, I was like, I would love to talk about, you know, making more meaningful connections. And I think that that's one thing where just like vulnerability plays such a massive role. And I'm sure a lot of you can speak to it too with, within a relationship because this is like something in a whole other nutshell, but like entrepreneurship and relationships are like, woof, like Earl oh, yeah. times a thousand and one. Um, but I think like vulnerability is such a massive part of just even like, it's always that question where someone's like, what's the first step? And I'm just like, be open, be vulnerable, you know, cause that's also another thing. And you know you guys know about like being vanilla as fuck, like that's basically Instagram <laughs> at this point. And it's like, can I please have something that's fucking polarizing, like something that's yeah. different. Um, and I yeah. think that's really what sets people apart too, for being better. Mm -hmm. coaches. Totally. And there's like, that's the differentiator, right? Like you can't compete on price. You can't compete on fucking trainer eyes because everyone's got trainer eyes. Like you can't compete on apps or technology or the way you deliver programs. Like what you're competing on is your individuality. People choose coaches because of the individual, not because of all of the fancy shit that you have going on on the back end. And all, another note on vulnerability, there's, there's two types that I recommend my clients do. Um, the one is the like, I'm going through some shit right now. I'm going to get on my story. I'm going to show what I'm going through. It's like, I am in this and I am breaking down and I am a real person. And like, this is what is you're getting today. Like that real time vulnerability. But if you do that all the time, you look like a crazy lunatic. So you can't do <laughs> only the, I am in this shit kind of vulnerability. You also have to show the second kind, which is the I've been through this. Here's what I learned. Here's a recap. Here's the lessons. Here's how you can move through this kind of vulnerability. So that's like the present moment shit and the post. Here's the lesson I've gone through it. Here's let me show you the way kind of vulnerability. Damn, babe, you crushed that. <laughs> it's like I do this for a living or something. Yeah, you must be doing this for a living. You must be really good. Wow. <laughs> amazing she has like the voice of a goddess over here <laughs> do you do you feel soothed like sitting down in that chair literally what i was about to say it's like the most soothing thing in the world i feel like i could just podcast for hours <laughs> yes well, i agree you guys are I, awesome. 
Yeah, you guys are awesome. Well, I want to say thank you so much for just like, everything you guys have provided. If you guys have like any last little nuggets before I ask you guys to share your your profiles and your information and stuff, anything you kind of want to just leave the listeners with? Mm. Yeah. Um, your view of life is what creates your life. If you want to change what you're looking at, look first at yourself and change your view. That's where you have the most power. So that's, that's what I, that's my thing. Thank you. Yeah. Well, um, I, this is, this goes to just anybody that is in the service, providing some sort of service and, uh, you know, being a coach for a long time. Um, the one thing that I've learned over time is that you have to care. You have to care for the people that you're working with. Um, and the coaching role doesn't stop um, just, you know, with your client that you're messaging or Zoom or whatever platform you're using, but it continues on in, in every life. So you're, I'm, I'm a coach by trade. I'm, I'm, I walk like as a coach. I'm living this life, always wanting to help everyone around me. Making Not, me lunch and shit. <laughs> I mean, I'm just always looking to serve people. That's just who I am yeah. and how I like to, you know, give my value. So, yeah, yeah. I like care. For sure. And I think it makes the job so much easier to, like, when you do connect with people, that's mm-hmm. obviously, like, what makes you a good coach and it also makes you feel more aligned, too. Mm-hmm. Well, awesome, guys. Well, if you guys would love to share where the people can find you, I would love that. And then you guys also have your own podcast, so feel free to share. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, my name is extremely fucking long and complicated to spell. So uh, maybe you'll link it in the show notes, but it's oh, okay. <laughs> it's at Hannah Deindorfer, H-A-N-N-A-H-D-E-I-N-D-O-R-F-E-R. <laughs> so maybe I'll, ch- I just need to change that at some point. <laughs> That's a beautiful name. What are you talking about? Yeah. It's going to change one day when we become, you know, when you become Hannah Montoya. <laughs> hey. <laughs> And uh, mine is uh, at Vladi Montoya. It's uh, W-L-A-D-I-M-O-N-T-O-Y-A. We also have a podcast uh, together that is called Strong Heart Show. And, uh, you know, you can find it in most of the platforms, Spotify, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Is there anything else? No, that's all. We love you. Thank you so much. Of course. Thank you guys for coming on here. And um, I'll put all of your guys' links down in the description below. Um, as always, guys, leave reviews. Go follow these guys. Uh, send them a DM if you heard them from the show. Uh, thank you guys again, and I'll be with you guys on the next episode. Oh, and if you're listening to this right now, still, you're still with us, screenshot, tag us, tag me, Kendall, Vladi, and write down what you learned, your favorite part of today's show. I want to know what you got out of it. Yay. Okay, bye. Boom. <laughs>